Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Bismillah walhamdulillah Wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala Qala rabbi syahri sadri wa yasirli amri Wahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli Allahumma zidna ilma All praise and thanks is due to Allah Azza wa Jal Peace and salutations upon Muhammad Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his family, his friends, and upon all those who try to emulate him until the end of time. Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. Welcome each and every one of you. <coughs> My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, <coughs> we find that there is a lot of gatherings around us. And we find that there's a lot of talking, a lot of things have been said, or a lot of things he said. And one of these things that people tend to speak about, whether it's the youth, those a bit older than them, and those much older. And a topic that they tend to speak about quite often is that of success, of yani of falah. And they often speak about, about those who are successful. And they often speak about reasons for success. They speak about who is successful. And we find that many will speak about, for example, being successful in business, being a successful entrepreneur, or being successful in school, or university, or on the sport field. And unfortunately, sometimes people also, they measure success in things that are not permissible in Islam. For example, gambling. For example, disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they would speak to one another and they would take pride in being successful, in disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now my beloved brothers, my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, we as a Muslim ummah, we as the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
Many of us, we have lost the way. Many of us, we have lost sight of what is the great success. What is the great victory? Is the great success just having a big house? Is the great success just having a beautiful car? Is the great success just having a good job? Or what is this ultimate success? Is the ultimate success not that one is truly saved from the fire of Jahannam and that one is entered into Jannah. And unfortunately, many of us, that we sometimes we tend to lose focus of what is my purpose in life. Sometimes we find that to someone his purpose in life is to run a certain amount of kilometers in a marathon. The other one, his purpose in life is to win the World Cup. The other one's purpose in life is to see how many houses he can own. So we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he gives us reminders. And the day of Jummah is one of that. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us a time that we should sit attentively and we should listen. And try to take heed and take cognizance of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he informs us in Surah Ali Imran towards the end of Surah Ali Imran and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says Kullu nafsin dha'iqatul mawt that every soul shall taste death and each of us sitting here today whether we are young whether we are old whether we find that we are middle aged we all know of someone that has passed away suddenly. Generally in life, growing up you would think, you know, my grandparents would pass away first, and then my parents would pass away, and then I would pass away. Right? This is the thought, this is the train of thought that we generally go through. But if I were to ask anyone here, do you know of a youngster that passed away? The answer will be yes. Do you know someone in his teens or her teens that passed away? The answer will be yes. Do you know of parents that buried their children? The answer is yes. So here we can see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Kullu nafsin that every soul shall taste death. And death doesn't ask for an age. Death doesn't ask for a race. Death doesn't ask how much money do you have. Death doesn't ask how many children do you have. 
but rather when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees that someone's soul is to be taken then it is taken so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says kullu nafsin dha'iqatul maut wa innama tuwaffawna ujurakum yawmal qiyamah and you will only receive your full reward on the day of judgment meaning whatever khair and whatever good you did in this world Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to bring this forth on the day of qiyamah whatever bad whatever evil I was involved in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings this forth on the day of Qiyamah and he recompenses us in full so Allah says وَإِنَّمَا تُوَفَّوْنَ أُجُورَكُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فَمَنْ زُحْسِحَ عَنِ النَّارُ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةَ فَقَدْ فَازِ and whomsoever is taken far away whomsoever is spared whomsoever does not enter the fire of Jahannam فَقَدْ فَازْ Then this person is truly successful. Then this person is truly victorious. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا إِلَّا مَتَاعُ الْهُرُورِ And know that this life, this dunya that you are in, this rat race that you are involved in, that I'm chasing the millions, I'm chasing a new house, I'm chasing my 10th car, I'm chasing this and I'm chasing that. Know that all this, illa mata'ul ghurur. This is all but a deception. When we pass away, what do we take with? <coughs> do you take that watch? That beautiful 10, 20,000 rand watch? Do you take your new iPhone, your new Nokia? your new Samsung do you take your PlayStation 5 do you take your beautiful children with you do you take your wife with you do you take your house with you and the answer is no and we've all been to a Janaza we've all seen how that made it looks wrapped in white kafan put into the ground and what happens next the sand that gets thrown onto him or her. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he describes success. And this is true success. That when a person is saved from the fire of Jahannam, and the person is entered into Jannah, فقد فاز, they know that this person is successful. And know my beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he frees a slave from the fire of Jahannam then know that this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's rahmah that this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy walhamdulillah so when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he explains and he says in the verse that I quoted, فَمَنْ زُحْسِحَ عَنِ النَّارُ وَأُدْخِلَ الْجَنَّةِ 
فقد فاز that whosoever is saved from the fire of Jahannam and is entered into Jannah then what about this person? then know that this person is successful so know that this success is yani haqqan wa sidqan that it is the truth from Allah who subhanahu wa ta'ala and now I would like to draw your attention to a lengthy hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam on the authority of Abi Sa'id al-Khudri I've just taken a portion of the hadith he says that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said then the bridge would be set up over Jahannam and intercession would be allowed and they will say Allahumma sallim sallim oh Allah keep us safe keep us safe it was asked to the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam what is this bridge that you are speaking about the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said the void in which one is likely to slip they would be hooks there would be chains there would be spits like thorn that is found in Najd Najd is a place and is known as Sa'adan the believers would then pass over this th within the twinkling of an eye a blink of an eye like lightning or some like wind or some like a bird some like the finest horses and camels some will escape and be safe some will be accelerated and let go and some will be pushed into the fire of Jahannam till the believers will find rescue from the fire so O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ponder on this hadith we spoke about success we spoke about being saved <coughs> we spoke about being saved from Jahannam we spoke about being entered into Jannah then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he describes he describes to his slaves that on the day of Qiyamah there's a part of this day where the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whether they believe in Allah whether they disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are going to have to cross over a bridge and this bridge is not your ordinary bridges that you drive on whether it's the N2, whether it's the N1, the N7, whatever, no but this bridge is as thin or thinner than the strand of air and some will go through, will walk over this like the blink of an eye, like lightning, like riding a horse, fast. Others will go over this, crawling, walking, running, tiptoeing. And as they are doing this, the slower they get across, there will be chains trying to pull them. Some will fall over. And where do they land? They land in Jahannam. 
So, O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, know that in life we have two choices. You either have, we have the choice to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have the choice to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or we have the choice to displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِن مِّنْكُمْ إِلَّا وَارِدُهَا كَانَ عَلَىٰ رَبِّكَ حَتْمًا مَقْضِيَّةً Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, there is none of you who will pass over it. And this is a decree from your Lord that must be fulfilled. The Mufassirun, they explain that passing over it is referring to a bridge known as As-Sirat, which is extended over Jahannam. Both the believers and disbelievers will be made to cross that bridge. The believers will cross it safely, each at a different speed, according to the strength of their Iman. Whereas the disbelievers and the munafiqun, the hypocrites, will be plunged into the fire of Jahannam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, ثُمَّ نُنَجِّ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْ وَنَذَرُ الظَّالِمِينَ فِيهَا جِثِيَّةً Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says in the next verse, then we will deliver those who were devout, leaving the wrongdoers there on their knees. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent the Qur'an and the sunnah to this world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent a message. And this message is the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Qur'an. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he describes this book and he says, La rayba fihi. In it there is no doubt. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent anbiya, has sent prophets alayhi salatu was salam. And each prophet come in with the same call. And that call is to worship none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And by worshiping none but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this surely gives us the key and a ticket into Jannah. Bi'idhnillah, by the will of Allah, who subhanahu wa ta'ala. O slaves of Allah, who subhanahu wa ta'ala, we need to understand what is the sifat, what is the characteristics of those people that are successful. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَن يُتِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ And whomsoever obeys Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the messenger. وَيَخْشَ اللَّهِ And this person is God-fearing, God-conscious. That wherever they go, wherever they are, whatever they are busy with, 
They know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-watching. They know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the all-seen. <coughs> and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the third characteristic He gives, He says, and that person that has taqwa, that is God-conscious, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he informs us and he says, Ittaqillaha haythu ma kunt. That be God-conscious and God-fearing wherever you are. And generally in life, it's easy to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in public. Generally a person, if he's in a gathering where there's a lot of people, or he's out in the public, he's not going to walk into a bar. He's not going to be involved with things that are haram. But sometimes when we're alone, when no one is watching, when you may be alone at home, and you scroll down your phone, and you open the internet, and you go maybe to a site that you're not supposed to go to, or you speak to the opposite sex that you're not supposed to be doing, or you're involved in things that are haram. Why? Because no one is watching me now. Now I am free. This is where taqwa comes in. That know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all aware of what we do. And from the characteristics, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Inna lil muttaqina mafaza. That indeed, the righteous, those that have taqwa, that indeed they mafazan, that they are successful, that they have salvation. So what is in store for them? In store for them in Jannah is gardens and grapevines. And full blossomed maidens of equal age. وَكَأْسًا دِهَاقًا And full cups of pure wine. لَا يَسْمَعُونَ فِيهَا لَغْوًا وَلَا كِذَّابًا And never will they ever hear any idle talk or lying therein. جَزَاءً مِنْ رَبِّكَ عَطَاءً حِسَابًا And a fitting reward as a generous gift from your Lord. And Many a times, when I started off, we spoke about gatherings. We spoke about people talking. See what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, what's going to happen in Jannah. لا يسمعون فيها لغوو ولا كذاب. That in Jannah there's going to be not no idle talk. You know, sometimes you're invited somewhere, you sit in a gathering, and all you hear is qila wa qal. That one bought this, that one said this, this one did this. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he warned us about qila wa qal, just talking unnecessary things. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he says, that from the perfection of one's Islam is what? Is to leave off that which does not concern you. But what happens in today's time? In our times today you find there's always but this one did this, that one bought this. Leave the people. Let the people do 
what they want to do. If someone wants to buy, for example, a car of a million rand and he can afford it, Alhamdulillah. Tabarakallah. If someone feels he can also afford a million rand car, but he is fine with driving a Toyota, leave the man. Leave the woman. Right? We don't need to involve ourselves in everyone's business. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that in Jannah, la yasma'una fiha laghwaw wala kithab. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he also informs us and he says, yawma tara al-mu'minin, and on that day you will see, what are we going to see? On that day we are going to see the believing men wal mu'minat and the believing females yas'a nuruhum with their light shining ahead of them bayna aydihim wa bi aymanihim bushraqumul yawm we will see the light shining their nur and on their right and they will be told on this day that today there's glad tidings on this dunya you wanted to know what was success today we are going to show you what is success so on that day we all went through worries on this dunya some of us worried when the next meal is going to come. Some of us worried when how am I going to pay the bond. Some of us were, were worried when my children going to get clothing from. But if you believed in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala correctly, then know on that day when you stand in front of Allah, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ That when you stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالُ وَلَا بَنُونَ That neither your wealth nor your children is going to help you on that day of Qiyamah, إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهَ بِقَلْبٍ سَلِيمٍ Except that you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a pure heart, with a correct heart. And of the purest of hearts is worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala correctly. Ala fahmi salaf, upon the understanding of the pious predecessors. And once you've achieved this, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make it such that there's going to come to you a call. And on that day of Qiyamah, after your deeds have been given, after you know that you are successful, so on that day is glad tidings for you because what will be given to you then جَنَّاتٌ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا and on that day when the good news is given to you of gardens under which rivers flow for you to stay in there not for a week not for a month خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا forever and ever then know that this, this now is the ultimate success. They know that this is the true success. My beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, true success, there's only one way to true success. And that is following 
Allahu Azza wa Jal and following the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam many people many groups they will come to you in different sizes and different forms they will offer you this and they will offer you that but stick to the path that the pious predecessors stuck to stick to the path that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was upon stick to the path that his companions the likes of Abu Bakr the likes of Umar the likes of Talha the likes of Fatima the likes of Aisha may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with them they lived with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam many of them died for the sake of Islam many of them gave up their lives for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they understood this deen best they got it from the fountain they drank from the fountain from Madrasatun Nabawiyah from the school of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those that can worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala correctly and to the best of our ability we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive our shortcomings we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant all those that have passed away Jannatul Firdaus all those that are ill, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant him a full recovery. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Ashadu wa la ilaha illa. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.